Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Pep Clotet to my Pep Guardiola. It's Justin Peach. Good afternoon. How are you this fine afternoon, my man? I'm good. I'm almost all footballed out. There's, there's been so much football over the last two days. so much football. Like, I, you don't even realise that it's on. And it's like, oh, there's a game kicking off at three. Oh, there's a game at five. And that's yeah, one at six. I'm confused. Usually games on a Thursday usually there aren't any games on a Thursday is what I should say and that's kind of like your downtime from football you can just mm-hmm. chill out and just have a break from it but now there's games every Thursday there was a game yesterday at three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon what on earth was that about it's, it's, it's just constant just constant it's gluttonous it's gluttonous oh, it really is no I, football to too much I, I love football I love football as much as anyone but we do a podcast on championship football, a bloody good podcast on championship football. So we've got to keep on plugging away. So let's talk about this week, Justin, because it's been another round of matches where there has been a lot cracking off, including a few worldy goals. I look forward to talking about <laughs> some of the amazing goals that we've seen over the past couple of days. Oh, yeah. But the promotion and relegation pictures are starting to get a bit clearer, especially after some of the results from this week. But first... We need to start off with another manager leaving Justin. They're dropping like flies now. It's unbelievable. Pep Clotet <laughs> has left Birmingham yeah. early. Now he's meant to go at the start. Of the uh, well, he was meant to go at the end of the season, but he's gone with four games left after a horrible run of form, which has seen them go without a win in their last ten games. What is your reaction to this news, Justin? It's hard. It's hard to say if I have a reaction or not, just because we knew he was going. They just yeah. Ushered him out the door a bit quicker. the The timing of the initial announcement was a bit strange. It almost felt like they were, they knew they were staying up. They were safe at that point. So we'll say, "Oh, he's leaving at the end of the season." We'll start by finding, uh, we'll try and find a manager in between now and then. And now it's like, you know, they've gone on this terrible run of form. They're being dragged into a relegation fight. The four points, um, four points above the relegation zone. It's not looking as rosy as it was five or six weeks ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's hardly a surprise, but it's almost their own fault in a way. Mm. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter too much, I suppose, because Wigan's impending points deduction means it looks rather unlikely that Birmingham will go down. But they're bloody lucky that they did get the points deduction because otherwise, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, they'd be in deep, deep trouble because they'd only be four points off the bottom three. And they're quite lucky they didn't get a points deduction earlier in the season as well with the whole uh, battle with the EFL once again. So now with these last four games, it's going to be interesting to see who will be the caretaker manager, Justin. And I'll explain why, because... 
at the moment, at the time of recording, no caretaker manager has been decided on yet. But you would imagine it would be Craig Gardner. And he has been heavily linked with being the permanent manager next season. So could it be kind of a trial period to see how it goes? Mm? <laughs> it would be interesting, wouldn't it? They've all, they were, like, it felt like Pep Clotet was the, the Aldi to their Sainsbury's and now they're going to Poundland? <laughs> With Craig Gardner, <laughs> that's one way of describing it. It felt like they've gone from cheap option to cheap option, um, which, you know, the age-old saying is you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, Craig Gardner is seen as a very highly rated coach at Birmingham and very well respected. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if he got given the job, whether it be a good decision, I'm not sure, because Blues fans are crying out for someone with experience. Yeah. But to be honest, there aren't that many experienced managers around, are there? So I mean, there's, there's if a, they give Gardner the job. There's or, a few. You say he's highly regarded coach, but technically he's not retired yet. Retiring at the end of the season, right? Yeah, but he's been a coach all season. He's played... A handful of games yeah. this season. In fact, I, I think off the top of my head, you're talking like two or three <laughs> that he played in the cups because he's he's barely featured as an actual player this season. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it, Pep's fate was sealed after Blues lost three one to Swansea mm-hmm. uh, last night. And the truth is, going forwards, they weren't actually too bad defensively. They Terrible. were a bit of a shambles Terrible. again, which has been the story of. Um, much of their season really mm-hmm. and it's probably the main reason why their form's gone off a cliff isn't it but let's move on to Swansea because they're up to seventh with this result just in and I think I said this on Sunday it's looking more and more likely that it's going to be between them and Cardiff now for the final playoff place isn't it there are teams not too far behind but these two look like the real contenders mm-hmm. don't they yeah I still I, I still do think it's in Cardiff oh it's obviously in Cardiff's hands there's still a point ahead of Swansea but I think they've got the the depth and experience and the run of games almost to to sort of see it through Swansea it's hard to trust Swansea because it, it is one of the there are they are one of those teams that you know one day they can look at the scintillating best like they did against Birmingham um but then sometimes it's a team that turns up against Millwall where they're not quite at their best. They struggle to break through. And that's what you get with a, a fairly young side. You know, they are they are young in the grand scheme of things compared to other squads and, you know, compared to Cardiff squad. Absolutely, they are young. Um, so as I say, it's, it's heating up, but it's hard to see them getting around Cardiff. Yeah, well, there's still plenty to play for in the uh, final four games of the season for quite a few teams. One of those teams is Derby. They lost 2-0 to West Brom at the Hawthorns, um, but it ended up being a pretty straightforward win for the Baggies. Derby really struggled to create anything for the second game in a row now, it's worth pointing out. That could probably be attributed, though, to them missing some key players, can't it? Like, they didn't have Waghorn or Lawrence uh, at the game yesterday. Um, I'd say, well... It's worth pointing out that they both got suspended, which is why they both missed the last couple of games. And now, <laughs> yeah. Louis Sibley has also been suspended after being sent off. Um, that might be overturned, though, because it was a questionable decision, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it wasn't a red. Like, <laughs> it's, Would you say it's one of the worst red cards you've ever seen? Um, it's up there. It was It was bad, and it's, that's not biased. But when you, you also think of the fact that if it doesn't get rescinded, Lou Sibley could have the same amount, um, uh, same ban as Alexander Mitrovic, who nearly knocked somebody out purposely. Mm. Well, that's only well, in not his purposely, eyes. But it, it looked like well, it not, to what, hurt Ben White. It, it, 
there's a question mark over that. But you lay an elbow on someone, it's the three-game ban, but Lou Sibley gets the same sort of ban for what was a flick, almost. Yeah, well, it wasn't the, a the kick. referee apparently said that he kicked, he thought he kicked um, the player who was on the ground, I can't remember who it was now. Darryl um, O'Shea. But it, Jar O'Shea, that's it. But O'Shea had his legs wrapped around Sibley's leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, it was honestly one of the worst decisions I've ever seen personally. But, uh, it was terrible. Yeah, but it, it, it was. It didn't influence the game, which is no. It was main, right at the end of the point. game, and Derby yeah. were pretty poor as a whole, weren't they? They, in fact, if anything, you got to put it down to West Brom just doing a professional job on them because defensively they were superb, much more superb than they've been in recent games. And I thought going forwards they looked brilliant. Grisicki, Diangana, and Pereira looked really good here, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. good, all three of them. Um, and it looks like we're starting to see the West Brom again. I say starting to say again. We're almost seeing it now again, the West Brom that we've seen for the majority of the season. And they're looking like they're not going to be caught by Brentford at this very moment in time, don't they? Well, West Brom, all they needed was a bit of momentum. They've been like that all season. Once they get going, you know, it took them a while to sort of... I know they at the start of the season they were unbeaten for a while, but it, start, it, it took them a while to, to really getting momentum in terms yeah. of their their individual style of play and whatnot and and it's and it's starting to you're starting to see it through again last night although it wasn't as attacking as swash and swashbuckling as it has been this season they managed derby as you say professionally expertly in in a way you know they allowed derby room where they wanted uh, derby to have room and when they didn't want them to have room they shut them out it was as easy as that it was a very easy game for west Brom, probably the easiest game they might have the commentator said it was uh, kept saying it was you know it's a bit uncomfortable here for West Brom, but at no point was I worried for West Brom no. conceding a goal. D- Derby had possession for large parts of the game, didn't they? But that's kind of a flex Derby for most of the season, really. Mm-hmm. Quite often, when they haven't got the win, they've had lots of the ball but just haven't managed to do anything with it. And West Brom, they were just in complete control throughout the whole game, weren't they? But looking at the um, promotion picture, Justin. As mentioned, Brentford are uh, they're hot on the heels of West Brom, aren't they? They're still yeah. trying to catch up and they're showing no signs of giving up on doing that. But games are running out now for Brentford, aren't they? And they are relying on West Brom, dropping points massively. Because all West Brom have to do now is win three of the last four. And they're mm-hmm. there. They're back in the Premier League. Um, all they've got to do is keep playing like they have been and they'll waltz it, won't they? No, no, absolutely. As you say, West Brom, a bit of momentum they get going. They've only lost six games this season. You know, there are there are times where they're frustrated because you look at the quality in the squad and you say, ah, this this draw should should be a win. Um and, you know, that's happened in some in some games. In fourteen games is quite a lot of draws. But they they are top for now. Um they do have a lot of depth in their squad and they're seeing a reason why they can't now go on to to stay unbeaten to to win the rest of the games for the rest of the season. Well, one team that has won all of their games since the restart is Brentford. Uh, they nearly handed Leeds and West Brom promotion early, though, after uh, Charlton <laughs> went ahead. But they managed to pull it back and win 2-1. Uh, a few signs of creakiness from the Bees, but they managed to buzz through in the end. The first oh, goal they God. conceded in over eight hours of football, Justin. Eight hours. That's incredible. It is incredible. That's, that's incredible at championship level. Yeah. That's really good. And I was having a look around all the leagues as well to see how many teams have won all of their games since lockdown. Um, you're looking at, I, I checked the top leagues, obviously, and then some of the, the kind of lower to mid-table <laughs> standard leagues. And yeah. only four teams I could find have done it. That's Atalanta in Serie A, Real Madrid in La Liga, Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, and Brentford. 
not bad company to be around, is it? Yeah. All Champions League sides, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, Bradford, I've got Derby and, Bre- and Preston coming up next, though. So tricky games, but the way they're going at the moment, you've got to back them, haven't you? <laughs> no, absolutely. But you know, in, in in the purest of Championship terms, the narrative on 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 Saturday against Derby is Derby have not created a chance in God knows how long. They're going to win one nil with a child scoring, aren't they? One of the one of the one of the under eighteen scoring. It's bound to happen at this rate. But full credit to, uh, to Brentford. Their form has been outstanding. Not only have they been good going forward, but they've been incredible at the back. They beat West Brom. That's, that's you know West Brom have done really well to recover from that. But give credit to Brentford in 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 keeping that momentum going. You know it's almost a shame that. You know they're not. They might not get automatic promotion. It's not as guaranteed as perhaps it would be for West Brom or Leeds, but their form has just been incredible. You've got to you've got to appreciate this Brentford side while it's in the championship because it's it is fantastic. Yeah, brilliant at both ends of the pitch and going into the playoffs. As mentioned before, I do not fancy playing them. Uh, Charlton unlucky here, weren't they? They put in a good performance against the team who are, who are in my eyes the best side in the league. Um, but results have gone against them elsewhere. They're now four points above the relegation zone. Um, they the next three games they need to get stuff from don't they Reading, Birmingham, Wigan before Leeds on the final day need to get those points in the bag don't they No absolutely you know Charlton was starting to pull away but been dragged right back into it again it's 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 a strange one down at the bottom of the table really is because Borough are now 18th and they were 21st mm, I think So tight isn't it yeah, it's it's an odd one, but the thing that Charlton have got is, is is good performances. They've come up come up against well, statistically the third best side in the division, but in your eyes the best side in the division and and they've come away feeling unlucky. Um but that's that's how it goes, especially when you're playing against a top top team. They they take chances, they punish you. Um and they did that to Charlton when they when they had up when they had the opportunity, but you know, take nothing away from Charlton. These performances going into the last few games stand more to merit than an ugly one nil win where they, that they didn't deserve to, to win one nil, for example. Um, as I say, these 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 sorts of games stand them in better stead than than those ones. Yeah, promising performance from Charlton. I think that's fair to say. And Lee Bowyer is doing a terrific job considering where they were at the start of lockdown. Uh, one of the games of the season in terms of importance, Justin, was between Barnsley and Luton, both at the bottom <laughs> of the table, bar Wigan's points deduction, and a win for either side would have seen them jump to within just a couple of points of Hull. But it finished one all, and a draw ultimately isn't a great result for either side, really, is it? <laughs> I think we said that in the week, didn't we? Like the amount of goals these two conceded at the weekend, they're playing each other in the week. It's gonna, it's gonna end up as a draw, isn't it? Mm. Or something, and and it and it did, and it wasn't ideal for any team. I think if either team had any chance of pulling out of the relegation zone, they needed to win this one. Um, I disagree with that. I've still, I still think they've got a half decent chance. Um, they're not helped by. Wigan, <laughs> obviously the points deduction has helped them, but Wigan's form is clearly mm-hmm. scintillating at the moment and it looks like, well, we'll talk about them in a sec, but they've got a good chance of pulling out of the relegation zone despite administration. Um, and then just above them, you've got Hull, who, again, we'll talk about them in a bit, but they're not going too great. And then other teams, they keep looking like they're going to pull away, but then they don't. <laughs> If if you had to talk about Barnsley and Luton and had to have a guess at picking a percentage of what chance they've got of staying up, what would you give those two? I, I, 
less than 50, but close to 50, almost like a 40-45% chance. It's hard to see him getting out of it now. The last two performances have been a bit poor. Um, and as I've said with Brentford and West Brom, it's momentum that teams need. Charlton have got it with the performances, but, you know, fair enough, the result against Brentford wasn't wasn't a win, but performances are what you look for at this point um, of the season. You know, if you're coming, coming up against a top team and you you play well, but you lose, you take it into the next game with confidence. But if you play, play poorly, you start to see issues arise. Um and as I say, these two sides, last two games, they've been poor. They, one of them should have won yesterday. They should have been a bit a bit of an oomph to win, uh, for better use of words. Um, but it, it's it's hard to see them coming out. I know Wigan adds a, adds a bit of a headache, but Hull are starting to score goals now. Charlton performances are picking up for Charlton. Huddersfield performances are, are picking up. Bear in mind, two, two, two draws. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's harder to define or to tell who's going to escape the relegation zone yeah to be honest with you it's all so tight it's it's incredibly tricky to pick out who will be the three teams to go down at the end of the season well one of the teams who's technically occupying the relegation zone at the moment is Wigan although despite the incoming points deduction they won't be bottom as things stand after beating QPR 1-0 and as I say, it looks like Wigan, despite the points deduction, might still stay up, Justin. The big concern was whether the off-the-field stuff would affect their performances. Um, now, they played Brentford at the weekend, and you can't really judge off that performance because Brentford are so good at the moment. But mm-hmm. judging from this, it looks like the off-field stuff isn't affecting them too much. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to say that. I've, I read that Paul Cook had um, yesterday... You know, started calling around the sixty people, sixty staff or seventy-five members of staff, I should say, made redundant and um, was supporting them, consoling them. That's on a match day at nine o'clock in the morning, and at six p.m. you go, you go and play QPR and you beat them. <laughs> that says more about Paul Cook than anybody. And if he can, if he can dis- not distance himself, but um, you know, separate the 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 almost the the trauma of the the administration and to get his players motivated. I've criticised Paul, Paul Cook a lot this season, but since um, since January, Wigan have been fantastic, and it's all down to Paul Cook and getting the players going. Um, and as I say, you know, the efforts he's he's made since lockdown and during this administration period that Wigan are now in, um, he's been amazing. Um, and I, and I do hope Wigan stay up, and I don't think they should be deducted points, but we can delve into that a bit deeper at the weekend. Um, yeah, Wigan's form ridiculously good. Yeah, they're playing well. They're picking up points. Yeah, it's all down to Paul Cook. Well, they have appealed the points deduction, but as you mentioned, we'll talk about that at the weekend. I feel sorry for Paul Cook because all his hard work might potentially be undone by what's going on upstairs. Um, but he has done a superb job and deserves a hell of a lot of credit, doesn't he? Uh, QPR, <laughs> their poor form post lockdown continues. Four <laughs> losses from their last five. Um, so many players gone off the ball haven't they particularly attack wise I'm looking at a very easy who um, I feel a bit bad you know criticizing someone's best <laughs> player for <laughs> putting it directly on him but all of the all the attacking players really they're just not performing are they it's really strange what's going on there considering they had quite an easy run of games but uh, let's move on Justin because Bristol City got off to a winning start in life <laughs> post Lee Johnson by beating Hull 2-1 Jamie Patterson with a wonderful free kick I tell you what if Kevin De Bruyne had scored that it'd be all over social media you'd be seeing it constantly no. 
it's probably the best free kick we've seen in the championship this season, would you say? I mean, it's, it's hit the bar twice. There's a lot yeah. of satisfaction when a free kick goes in off the bar. Definitely. Whenever any shot goes off the underside of the bar and goes back up and hits it again, it's a spectacular it's goal. Lovely. It is lovely. It's you, just, you just go, ooh. Oh, yeah. You go, oh, ooh. yeah. A lot of love for that. Ooh. Well done, Jamie Patterson. Um, isn't it weird how players suddenly start performing well again, Justin, as soon as a manager goes? Uh, Bristol City <laughs> went nine games One without game. a win before this. Very odd that, isn't it? Um, yeah, I feel like caretaker managers, they just simplify everything. They just, almost like, they, it's like, they're like a PE teacher, aren't they? They come in, they just, they just help out. The substitute you have a bit PE of fun. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a bit of fun and then, and then the, the, the proper one comes in and, and takes over. Um, that's probably laps. why caretaker managers, yeah. That's probably why, yeah. That's probably why caretakers never work um, as permanent managers, as between Pep Clotet. Um, but another thing I want to point out is Jamie Patterson's assist for Jeju, almost as good as a free kick. You know, the ball falls to him on the half volley at the edge, on the edge of the box. He just cushions it to Jeju and then slides it in. That was an unreal assist. And for me, Patterson, especially since he's come back, has probably been Bristol City's best player, which yeah. says a lot about Lee Johnson, if I'm being honest. Well, it's interesting you say that, isn't it? Because he was shipped out on loan at the start of the season, Monty to Derby, and then Bristol City have been in this terrible form in 2020 but one of the players who consistently seems to be you know setting up goals and scoring them is Jamie Patterson which yep. just makes you wonder why he was shipped out in the first place but uh, it was Dean Holden who was in charge of this game and I think we'll talk a bit more on Sunday's episode just in about some of the people who have been linked actually we might be there for quite a while if we talk about all the people who have been linked because every <laughs> man and his dog seems to have been linked with that job over the past few days uh, Hull Anyone who thought they'd be safe from relegation with points, uh, with Wigan's points deduction, you need to think again because at the moment, if I had to call it, I'd say they're one of the chief suspects to go down despite an improvement in performances recently. I think it was a, as a, couple, a couple of weekends ago, I had Hall, I fancied Hall to go down more than I did Barnsley and Luton. Mm. Um, and at that point, I think it was before the Birmingham game. Um, and then that sort of started to shift, but they're still not creating goals. The goal again um, last night was from a set piece. That seems to be their main source of creativity at the moment. Um, but you know, barring the odd goal here and there, but you know, still defensively they're dreadful. Yeah, absolutely dreadful, massively. And Barnsley and Luton, when you consider how far behind they were not too long ago, not that far behind from Hall now, and then Wigan, as mm. we mentioned even with the points deduction, they're not far behind Hull either. But guess who Hull have got to play next week, Justin? Wigan. Wigan. Big game. Big, big That'll game. That'll be a great game. Oh, it will be. Uh, Cardiff suffered their first loss since the restart in one hell of a game against Blackburn. They lost 3-2 thanks to a wonder goal from Adam Armstrong. Brilliant goal. I mean, it says something when someone scores a goal so far out that the keeper's just not in the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's come a few days after the I know it's Premier League, but after the Shea Adams goal against City, yeah, it's bizarre. It's it's really bizarre. But what what a goal from a from a striker who's he's got that in the bag. I think his 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 ability to score goals from outside the area um, is as good as his goals uh, ability to score goals inside the area. He's he's a very good striker, Adam Armstrong, and one that is I think severely underrated in this league. He's one to keep an eye on, isn't he? Because his 
form this season, and it's kind of coincided with Blackburn's form, really, has been yeah. superb. He's, he's one of the um, top strikers, really, from this season, isn't he, in terms of in just general improvement. He, he's been absolutely it's, superb, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he will do next season. Yeah, it's been a bit of a breakthrough season for him this season in the Definitely. championship because he's he's shown it on in loan spells in the League One and a bit inconsistent last season, but yeah, this season has been good and next season I hope he'll be even better. Yeah, well, they're, they're a side to keep an eye on for next season really, aren't they? I, I oh, can't yeah. see them getting in the playoffs now, mainly because of their yeah. form over the last few games. Um, they're a funny side, aren't they, Blackburn? One minute they don't look up for it. Next minute, they put in a performance like they did against Cardiff and it was a really good showing from them. Uh, talking off Cardiff, yeah. they're still very much in the hot seat for that top six place, but they will need to put in better performances than this because their defending in this game was very suspect oh. at times, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't great. Like The Danny Graham goal was brilliant because <laughs> at first glance, I thought it was offside, but no, it just it's come off Smithers and landed straight at his feet. He's almost like, Huh, goal. Yeah, it's, um, it's Dave Nugent-esque for England, wasn't it, in terms of one of the <laughs> easiest goals he'll ever score in his career. Uh, absolutely. But as you say, you know, Cardiff, you almost breathe a sigh of relief if you're a Cardiff fan or anyone associated with Cardiff City because, you know, if Derby would have beat West Brom, for example, that the level on points is a different story. Um, so they've got away with one there, I think. But Yeah, they, they have. I see what you mean because Derby were the big contenders, weren't they? But Swansea yeah. winning... And Preston they, they, winning. Yeah, they, they are coming up behind, yeah. Yeah, they have got people hot on their heels, but still very much what, in it. Just, what one, it. just one thing I want to point out. Will Volks' goal. Very underrated. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no one was talking about goal. it. Yeah, I suppose it's it because of the Armstrong yeah. goal, yeah. No, it got completely that, overshadowed. That, that Volks goal was... Oh, yeah. If anyone... If you beautiful. did that on a Sunday morning in a 11-a-side game, you'd be talking about it for the rest of your life because <laughs> the way he's just nonchalantly oh, yeah. Yeah. just lobbed the goalkeeper... Superb. Um, it's casual. Really casual. And I, I just love it. Robbie Glassell getting on the score sheet again. He's now got three mm-hmm. since lockdown. Uh, and before lockdown, yeah. he only scored four. So he's nearly mm-hmm. overshadowed his uh, pre-lockdown form. But we're starting to see, really, aren't we, the player that everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah, definitely. They, they obviously spent a fair bit of money and he was very highly rated by the uh, the ex-Gears, uh, if you will, you know, the data people. Um, we're big fans of Glatzel and it was it's, you know, it was easy to see why. At Hillsborough, Preston got their first win in eight after beating Sheffield Wednesday 3-1. They were 1-0 down until the 78th minute. It was a remarkable turnaround <laughs> from them. Uh, worth pointing out as well, earlier in the season, this would have been seen as a playoff crunch match, Justin. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that just shows you how bad, how bad <laughs> they've both been in 2020. Um, Although Preston have still got a slim chance, haven't they, of getting in the playoffs? They look like their form was dragging them out of it, but they're only three points off Cardiff. They have got Forest and Brentford coming up next, so maybe I wouldn't get my hopes up too much if I was a Preston fan. If they can collect four points out of those two games, you're looking, you, you know, there's a there's a bit of positivity there, and it's as I say with Preston now, Alex Neal's been un, under a bit of pressure. Um, it's getting as close to that sixth place as. as as much as possible um, to just take a bit of, just ease the pressure off him and probably his players at the moment. Yeah, good end to the season would not go amiss for Alex uh, Neal's position. Uh, Jaden Stockley had a good game, a goal and two assists. Um, interesting fact, before this game, he'd only got two goals and an assist all season. So he's man- he's matched his goal contributions oh God, is- in this game for the whole season. That actually surprised me that he's been so 
poor in terms of contributing to goals. I know he's not prolific, but I thought he would have had a lot more than that. A bit more of an impact, even assist-wise. Yeah. Um, Considering was so attacking as well. You they, just, they they put a lot of balls weird. in the box as well for to well for Stockley or whoever's playing up front. Um, but that is poor. That is really poor. Yeah, it just highlights how badly they need to sign a striker in the, mm-hmm. in the summer or whenever the transfer window is. Um, well, that's three straight losses now for Wednesday. And after showing signs of improvement at the start of the restart, they've gone back to being very average again. Would you consider Gary Monk under pressure at this moment in time? No, I think I think him taking over Bullen when he did was, was good. They almost, he started to, to get the best out of the, the, the players, but the lack of squad depth, the lack of um, ability in the squad, I think, has has almost contributed to this position they're in now. The amount of players that he's lost since the restart, obviously there's there's the likes of Fletcher, Hutchinson, I know he's fell out, fallen out of um, a couple of them, but Fletcher, the top goal scorer, Hutchinson, big player at Wednesday at one point. Um, that's almost contributed to, to their form post post restart but before then I think he's 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 got someone else's squad you know it's not even Bruce's squad it's Luhuk Eyes and, and Carver Howell's squad that the, the the club needs a reset button and you need to stick with a manager and I think Monk's probably the right man with the wrong squad to guide them through it it's hard to justify that point considering they were third at Christmas time and how bad their form's been but I do kind of accept the point that he, maybe they need to just settle on a manager heading into next season and they need to get some players in badly because they're looking a bit threadbare at the moment, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough got back to winning ways after a 2-0 win away at Millwall. Strangely kicking off at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday. Just completely wrong in my eyes. But a much-needed win for Middlesbrough, who had lost their last two and now climb up to 18th with this win. Two points above Hull in 20 seconds. So it's all looking a bit more... Comfortable for Middlesbrough at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> I won't be comfortable until the final whistle goes on the last game of the season, and <laughs> I'm outside the relegation zone. If I'm any fan in from Birmingham City downwards, it There's is so many teams still in it. Yeah, I I cannot breathe a sigh of relief until that final whistle goes. It is hard to like because Borough. They look good since War- Warnock's first game against Stoke. They look good. They scored scored a couple of goals, but. You know, this game against Mill almost summed them up. They had a lot of chances um, that they weren't taking. It's been that factor all season, um, but luckily it didn't. It didn't. It, you know, they weren't punished for it. So it's it's really hard to see how Borough are going to play out because on at the weekend a completely different side might turn up. Yeah. Well, the thing is with begins points deduction and I keep mentioning it because the relegation zone is just confusing without Wigan having the points deduction already they are technically five points um, uh, five points ahead of Barnsley who are technically 22nd so really they should be alright when you look at it that way because five points with four games left is quite a big gap but still it is so tight and teams keep picking up results from all over the place that I don't want to rule them out just completely. Uh, Ashley Fletcher on 16 goals and assists now this season, <laughs> which is quite a good return for a side that's been struggling all season, isn't it, really? And for a player that isn't um, associated with prolificness. Yeah, yeah, I know fair, what you mean. He's... You know what, fair play to him, because, you know, Asombolonga is the main man there, whatever 
whatever the however you look at it. Um, but Ashley Fletcher stepped up um, when really no one else has for Borough this season. Yeah, yeah, he's been probably one of the players of the season for Middlesbrough, really. And, he, and like Adam Armstrong, really, it's kind of been his breakout season. He's probably one to keep an eye on for next season because he's still quite young. And if anything, this is a season to build on for him, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Millwall continuing to lose touch with the playoff race. And it really does shock me how average they've been since lockdown. Just one win. And pretty much every game they've played, they'd have gone into it thinking this is one that's winnable really because they've had a very kind run of fixtures but they've just fallen out of the playoff race haven't they at this point yeah I think um, I heard uh, it might have been a podcast or on the radio that um, you can almost attribute their poor form to the lack of atmosphere in the stadium because we know how much that helps Millwall you know it's a, it's a hard place to go stereotypically it, it, it is and it's probably that issues that often it's a bit of a cliche in football but the den is a hard place to go and play um that was shown when Derby went to their place you know and an 18 year old scored a hat trick I don't think that would have happened if the ground was full um because the atmosphere pumps the players up etc um I think the season is you know it's fizzled out for Millwall um they need to sort of get into the summer well the post-season break and then sort of add, add in places because they, they are a good side I do like them under hour and I think they can build on this season I'd hate to see them regress yeah they'll definitely progress next season I'm confident of that because Rauer is a good manager but they do need to get some players in in the summer uh, two teams already preparing for the playoffs are Fulham and Forest they played on Tuesday and the Cottagers won 1-0 thanks to a Harry Arter goal a beautiful goal as well Justin beautiful <laughs> goal what a many this from the past couple of days yeah, his celebration was even better well he's, he's he's scored some unbelievable goals this season anti Harry Arter and I, I actually tweeted this on Tuesday night but he's going to show his grandkids his goals from this season and they're going to think he's like the Fulham De Bruyne because of some of the unbelievable goals he scored but uh, talking about this game it wasn't great considering both sides are near the top of the table there wasn't very much quality on show and it seems like they're both just kind of just focusing on the playoffs at this point now because they're both pretty secure where they are Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is three straight wins now for Fulham without Alexander Mitrovic in their side what, what did they that? say at the weekend? No Metro, well, no problem. No Metro, no problem. It, it's, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, you, you know, the last season of Spurs when they were playing better without Harry Kane in the <laughs> side. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a bit like that really, isn't it? Because you can't really drop Mitrovic, but <laughs> they're clearly playing better without him because they were struggling before uh, these three straight wins, weren't they? No, absolutely. I think... You know, Mitrovic occupies defenders, and it's almost, you know, because he's Fulham's best player going forward. They they have to play into him. They have to play around him. Everything's focused on him. So taking him out of the side, what's the game plan now? Well, we know the game plan hasn't worked for Scott Parker, so he's had to think of something else, and it might be working now. Maybe. Would you drop Mitrovic for the playoffs? <laughs> Listen, they're three unbeaten. They've won all three games without him. Yes. <laughs> You, you can't. You really can't. <laughs> um, the only thing I've got to really add from a Forest perspective is, did you see Adama Diakabi's first touch? That, you know, it was, it was a nice cushion touch. Depending <laughs> on how quick you are to get to that loose touch, 
he it's, clearly it's thinks tip. he's a lot quicker than he actually is. For anyone who's not seen it, uh, the ball's been played over to Diacarbi, who's kind of on the halfway line. And as his first touch, he's tried to, you know, knock it on and try and outpace, I think Whoa. it was uh, Ribeiro. <laughs> and instead, he's kicked it straight out for a goal kick. It was very funny. Um, but yeah. fair play to him. That's the kind of content that we like to see at the Second Tier Podcast. Uh, Reading, Huddersfield, 0-0, Justin. Yeah, no nil. Anything you want to add with that? It was nil nil. It was nil nil, and for the second game in a row now, Huddersfield have played out an absolutely atrocious game. But they need that. They need the clean sheets. They do, they the do need the points. But I, I feel sorry for any of their fans who have had to watch the last two games because they have both been absolutely atrocious. Well, at least it's an option now. They don't have that. No, you don't. You know, you buy a ticket, you're obliged to go. But now they don't have to watch it. I, I suppose. I suppose. But do you think that's Danny Cowley's tactics? Just play it <laughs> as terribly as possible and just grind out a draw. Because to be fair, they're now three, uh, two points ahead of Hull and uh, four Working. points ahead of Barnsley, who are technically the team that everyone's trying to avoid um, so I suppose in a way it is working but uh, uh, the game that's happening on Thursday night when we're recording this episode is Leeds and Stoke I imagine quite a few of our listeners will already know the results of that game Justin so do you want to just pretend that we know what happened well you say this but these two teams like they defy XG in their own way like Leeds create so many chances mm. but they struggle to take them Stoke do the same so it could be a night where they both take their chances and it finish 6-6 or it could be a night where they, neither of them do and it's nil-nil. It I'm be. going for a nil-nil. I'm going for a 6-6 with Tony Eboa and Mark Viduka uh, both getting hat-tricks for Leeds and then Jonathan Walters getting a double hat-trick thanks to Vorid Elap's throw-ins. <laughs> That's the only and way I can see this game going, quite frankly. Right, this has been the Second Tier Podcast. We'll be back again on Sunday for a roundup of all the weekend's action as the championship draws to a close and again very tight ladies and gentlemen very tight indeed I've been Ryan Dilks I've been Justin Peach thank you for listening when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.